It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Hey yo, good morning America, good morning Erica, who gave me good head while watching Good Morning America. Back from the international break, it's episode 110 of View From 202, and... It's a reduced cast. Given that it's an international break, Sam is actually fleeing the country. He's fled the country. Uh, he has dropped uh, D.B. Cooper style from an airplane with a suitcase full of solar panels and has disappeared forever. Um, so, R.A.P. Sam. Um, well, we don't know if D.B. Cooper's dead. Fair. True. He may be Dale Cooper, actually. Oh. So... Um, but anyway, Sam's kicking it, I guess, with D.B. Cooper at the uh, at One-Eyed Jacks. So uh sounds fun for him. I hope they get the Red Bulls games uh, on on ESPN Plus over there, although given that it's international, probably not. But it's just Peaches and Brit. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> In what? My, my co-host, obviously. Your co-host, yeah. Sam's for, a more fun uh, co-host. For absconding. I am I am the boss, I yeah. guess, so to speak. And bosses are, as a rule, not fun. So yeah. I, I'm not taking it wow, as a personal judgment. Wow, how does it judgment. feel to be part of the managerial <laughs> class? I like, I like to consider myself uh, working from the inside to bring down this podcast. And honestly, it's, We're a, it's, doing a, a fantastic it, job. it's been a huge <laughs> failure. We've complained about this before, but why? How is this still going on? 110 episodes. How have we not been canceled yet? Have we? Yeah, every week when we get the emails from from the Red Bulls communications office, they never say stop. You have to stop now, because <laughs> obviously we're, we're an official arm of the team. Will I get in trouble for joking about that? That's <laughs> well, well, we'll find we'll find out if they listen. Yeah, if absolutely. they if we do get in trouble for it, if we get a, a strongly worded email from any of the communications yeah. staff. Um, how how is your international break it feels like forever uh, yeah i mean it feels like i haven't watched soccer in, in a, a way the game the but game, i have watched a lot of soccer in the meantime yeah or the, there was so long in between the games that the game on sunday actually kind of still doesn't feel real in a way especially since it wasn't at home it kind of feels like, like it didn't count especially the way that it happened yeah i see what you mean i don't know why but i, I agree it does feel kind of weird especially since also the montreal game was very uh like half-assed and like let's just get into the break yeah. kind of feeling and now it's kind of like eh whatever and then i think having six games left in the season as it was before it's, it's the back to school Sunday, day it's the first day back to school mm-hmm. where it's not you never do real school on the first day back to school yeah, you're kind of just reading the syllabus and then yeah and then you just start taking classes after that mm-hmm. so yeah. you're buying your textbooks right now you know, you're considering maybe probably. dropping. Yeah. Yeah. If you're uh, Amir Mario, maybe you're considering dropping and, and transferring <laughs> to a different school. Um, but, you know, Tim Parker's like, do, do I do I even want to go to school? Maybe I'll just, you know, drop out and be a lacrosse. Bro. Yeah. Take take a uh, professionally take a uh, gap year um, and then maybe go abroad or something. Or to a different university. Bong just got back from study abroad. That's true. Yeah. Bong study abroad. <laughs> is is legendary according if his stories are true but nobody knows nobody knows whether he's joking or not or the other people involved are joking or not but um yeah that about sums it up i guess it was it was a weird uh 3-3 draw chris armis heard us complaining heard all of us complaining that everything got a little low scoring around here so uh you asked and they delivered six goals in one game 
six goals conceded now by the Red Bulls defense in the last two games in what has been, I don't know if we still are, but at least until Sunday, we're the best defense in the league. Um, this is a wild one. We finally get BWP hat trick. I can now stop asking, when's the last time a Red Bulls player had a hat trick? I think it was in 2016 at some point. Well, you can stop asking when's the last time Brad That's specifically true. had a hat trick. Well, it was one in the same because I don't think anybody, who else on this team would have threatened in between? There this? could have been like a Royer hat trick against Minnesota Yeah, at some point. I guess Royer is really the only one who you would not be totally shocked to score a hat trick other than BWP in that period. Um, I mean, the next player is obviously going to be Alex. Right. So, of course. But uh, Brad does get his hat trick. All three of the goals, though, are equalizers. At no point were we leading this game. Always battling from behind. Uh, DC scored, and we answered three different times. Answering in the 90th minute. I don't know. I have to say, um, this game was a weird one for me as well because I kept on getting the goals spoiled by either the app or just being online and following the game. My stream was a solid, like, 60 seconds behind. Wow, so, that sucks. Yeah, I need to stop watching games this way because I feel like I've my my sense of shock has been kind of uh, neutered. Damn, I should have just invited you over. Yeah, I was busy, though, I think. I don't know. I can't remember what I was doing okay. yesterday. Sunday? Two Sunday, days ago. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, to, to the point where... Uh, I will say, though, the first goal, the Chilena over-the-head goal, still did deliver. I knew that something was coming, but I did not know that was coming. Mm. It's, uh, it's uh, of course, off of a Tim Parker header, off of a Kaku pass, and I have to say, this is the first time I Kaku- remember. Okay, okay. Tim Parker header is strong. I think that was a bounce pass by Kaku. <laughs> <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, bank bank I have assist. I to say, this, this does seem like the first time... I've remembered Tim Parker having a useful header in the box uh, for as strong as he is. I'm grimacing right now. It's just the way you worded it. It's so harsh. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he may, thinking back, he may have had, I think he may have had actually a a pretty good flick on maybe in one of the CCL series Mm. that I'm forgetting. Maybe that's that's a little harsh. It's not his strength, it seems. It's not his strength. You would expect him to be more prominent uh, than he is, especially... uh, in comparison with Long, I guess he's also a tall guy, but he seems to be much more of an active threat. But no matter, here, uh, Tim keeps it simple and uh, heads it, and Bill Hamid, it must be said, kind of flubs it up, gets up in the air. Both Riza and Brad are there, and Brad knocks in the Chilena, and uh, the league even went so far to make a clip that was a cut between his bike against NYCFC in the 7-0, and the Chilena here. I have to say the bike against NYCFC is is probably gonna be uh, the more monumental goal as time goes on. Uh, but yeah. this is this is uh, Brad's got a couple of these under his belt now. It's a signature move. Not afraid. Uh, not the only right Phillips to score an overhead for us either. Really? Sean Wright Sean Phillips did one? scored uh, in like the first five minutes of that friendly against Club America. He scored a bike against... <laughs> I completely forget that game happened. Uh, and that Sean Wright Phillips was playing a, that game. Yeah, he scored a bike in that? Well, that doesn't count. It was like uh, before the stream even got live. I remember trying to watch that game and someone tweeted, Sean Wright Phillips bike 
uh, goal, and I thought it was a joke about how the stream hadn't gone up, and then it turned out that Sean Ray Phillips actually scored a bike in the first five Thinking minutes. Thinking about those games is weird. There's also like that Benfica game we played in 2015 that I don't remember at all. That was like, part of the uh, International Champions Cup, though. Yeah, and Grella scored a goal. Also, Grella that, scored against Benfica. Um, that like I don't think I was even aware that game was happening really, or like I just like assumed we would play the twos, but. That was the year, yeah, when we uh, should have won the entire ICC. Except the they never gave didn't... us a PK shootout against San Jose. Yeah, because it was a regular season game. Oh. So really, you can add that into the trophy cabinet that Asterisk, Rebels should have yeah. had. Yeah, New York Cup, La Manga Cup, uh, Emirates Cup, and 2015 ICC champions. Right? And the Supporter Shield, which obviously travels, which yeah, is uh, unfortunate. Yeah, but but the, these, these cups are obviously more important. But um, How many I'll... other clubs can say they won the La Manga Cup? Probably, I don't know, I would guess five. Probably went on for six or so years. Maybe ten. I don't know. Multiple winners. That was one of our, I think, one of our questions at our trivia event the other year. That, in hindsight, was ridiculously difficult. (laughs) But um, all of this is in response, though, to a goal by Paul Areola. And I think... I, I feel like I may have jinxed this one because I was kind of talking shit about Ariola. I was also and, talking uh, shit about Ariola before that too. He uh, he was featuring for the national team as well, and I think you know we we're kind of just remarking along with Lens that uh, you know he's for as ubiquitous as he is, you can't. I don't think I'd be able to pull him out of a crowd or I, know what really he does. I believe like about three minutes before the goal was scored, I called him Paul Fair Iola because that's the most he is a fair player. All right, but um, yeah, he tucks it away here. It's gotta say, it's kind of created by Acosta over on the line. Tim Parker is a bit casual, gets just possessed on the line, doesn't really pressure, and then Acosta dribbles up, and Tyler Adams, fresh off of his goal against Mexico midweek, guesses to uh, jump in front of a pass, anticipating a one-two, and Acosta simply just keeps going, slides the ball across. Uh, past a taxi who had kind of checked for a second himself against uh, Acosta, and then Ariel was right there to tuck away. So it's uh, all of this is 1-1 at the point. Then uh, we concede again, and I have to say Tim Parker is guilty again here, I think, of being slightly slack on Wayne Rooney here, who, it must be said, tucks away a nice one-touch yeah. volley into the goal. Can't really blame Luis for that, but uh, it's it's weird how much room he got going into it. It is weird how much room he got going into it, and it it almost uh, I don't know. I I, maybe he was just being a little complacent. I think maybe he's not used to somebody actually daring to volley a ball like that Um, against Tim Parker. Yeah. So, or I mean, Tim Parker was complacent. I think. No, no. I yeah, yeah, like it. How dare he? So, not covering ourselves in glory, but however, we answer courtesy of a a sequence from Kaku to Amir, who dribbles it up and and slides the ball nicely across the top to Brad, who does his uh, patented nutmeg finish, kind of. It goes off of O'Neill Fisher's foot and trickles into the back of the net for a second goal in the night. Uh, Not bad bad uh i think at this point in andres ivan is in the game already he uh is kind of making a run on the right side that allows um amir some extra space to operate and then alex muil is also in the game and he's also making a a kind of near post run that gives both mario and brad some space there 
that makes it uh, look pretty easy at the end of the day. It's kind yeah, of I don't nice think to have some numbers up there. Don't think if they're making those runs, Brad has that space. No, yeah, definitely not. I mean, like especially considering that the ball went off of Fisher's foot like that, yeah. I think uh, Muil's run there is important just to to put him off a little bit, especially the that. Um, well, especially because as the ball is going across, it seems like Muil is it will Fisher still on Muil. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he definitely uh, hesitates more than he would otherwise. Third goal of the game for DC, of course, is Lucho Acosta active again, who uh, does a simple one-two around Amir um, and uh, kind of just walks straight into goal and chips it over Luis. It must be said that Amir does not really sprint after him, doesn't really put any pressure on him. You know, maybe he wouldn't have, if he sprinted full sprint, maybe he wouldn't have gotten the ball itself, but he at least would have put him off, I think. Uh, Aaron Long, for his part, is crashing in towards the line, but then holds up uh, to block the pass uh, to uh, an onrushing Rooney. Similar to the first goal, the pass does not come, and instead of passing to a different player, though, Acosta uh, chips it right over Robles, and for a second there, it looked like we were going to lose all three points. Um, gotta say, it, it's not a great moment for Amir. Um, I know that some people are saying like long here as well, saying he should have maybe crashed to the end line. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think it's definitely the, the ball, the onus there is definitely more on the mirror for me. I think Cause so, he just yeah. never applied pressure. No, it was weird. And point. It's a bit worrying to see that after the final goal that we gave up in Montreal as well. I don't yeah. think we talked about it much last week because it was very much kind of just like a fatigue kind of garbage time goal that the team kind of just shut down on. But on both of these, uh, a runner gets behind Amir, uh, who is a bit casual either in noticing where the line is and allowing someone on side or not noticing that guys are playing behind him and somebody is on side and in this case kind of just allowing himself to get moved around so quickly um however say long anticipating the pass when it wasn't coming seemed to be kind of theme of the night where yeah. we seemed kind of to be that weird kind of mental step ahead and kind of forgetting <laughs> base fundamentals which is unusual for how much of a, a bruising physical team we are gonna go so back to amir for a brief second mm-hmm. i'm also gonna resurrect the ghost of sam for a second because i saw a comment from him wow um as sam is our resident facebook discussion grouper that's true we have our different caves that we spelunk that's his um so S- S- sam wrote a comment in there saying something i think along the lines of like do you think you'd ever see kamar like that probably not yeah. Yeah, probably not. Um, In that situation, like, no matter what Long does, I think if you had someone like Kamar on the right, he closes down that space or at least tries to make a tackle. Yeah. A couple minutes later, Birnbaum also hits the post uh, after uh, towering over Amir pretty easily. Could have been a fourth goal for DC, just a matter of millimeters, really. Uh, that goes along with another... Moment where DC hits off, hits the post courtesy of a Wayne Rooney shot. So DC are not far from scoring five goals on the night. However, we get rescued by BWP's first hat trick, of course, uh, courtesy of Alex Mulligan to the end line and hitting a nice little cross in for BWP. He one times it. Yeah. And that is that. I have to say, you know, while a point against a decent streaking DC side, um, 
who will probably make the playoffs is not terrible. And while coming back after being down three times, well, it's funny that you say probably will make the playoffs because I think so. Well, I was I was talking to a DC fan who was fuming about about this game because um, Brad just kind of made it happen out of nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're DC, I guess, which just goes into the next point, I was going to make where you know we're we're undefeated against DC this year, two zero and one. Uh, we had already won the Atlantic Cup, um, so that while those things are all not bad, and th- this does hurt their playoff chances a little bit, as Montreal did win this weekend, mm-hmm. and um, of course they beat us the week before. They're running out of room to kind of catch up on a Montreal team. These are all things are all good. However, you have to say when you score three goals and you don't win, that is kind of categorically a disappointment you yeah. have to say especially for this team well yeah yeah but like if you also look at the way that game went i'm really happy to get out of there with a point yeah but it's just um i think there were more errors and there were good for that game i don't know if we get if we've been defeated or, or beaten so individually like that uh over the season if, if i think of all the other you know mistakes and goals can conceded this season i mean i guess orlando is really the only other game where we conceded a lot and that was such a a, a weird weird game, game that you can kind of single out discrete reasons for each montreal of course two of them are set pieces and the last one's a uh, kind of garbage time goal um i mean are there any other how many other games have we conceded multiple goals in not very many at all chicago um yeah chicago that's that's freakish yeah kind of, goal. kind of a weird one there but um yeah it's it's kind of a worrying development i think to see us give six goals away in two matches um however i'm gonna chalk it up hopefully as kind of just end of summer swoon um i think the players might have the same kind of feeling that we do um and i think maybe there's a bit of complacency here going where you know we're outside shots in for the shield i think everyone does want to win it but having six games left of the season i think is kind of a weird distance from the finishing mm-hmm. line we'd kind of already, we'd already beaten dc twice this year mm-hmm. i think maybe uh it's it's probably safe to say that dc had more to play for than we did especially now that city of course is mm-hmm. slumping behind us and it looks like second place is kind of has our name written more on it with you know a chance at first but I don't know what what's your temperature on this draw is it a decent point all things considered or is it a worrying omen it's about the perspective you take right (laughs) it's it's nice that brad's hot now it's true very nice 19 goals on the season now second only behind joseph martinez of course one more would make it the first time anyone's done three 20s wow and as always no PKs or since 2015, but uh, <laughs> do do remember he that. notably had PKs in his uh, record season though. So. Yeah, so you know who else has PKs this season? Joseph Martinez. Yep, six of them actually. So if Joseph Martinez had no PKs, Brad would only be three like four. Behind. So you know, whatever, yeah. fine. At least we won't have to spend a lot of time debating who's going to win MVP this year. You know. For better or for worse it's still gonna be on on somehow <laughs> um but yeah I, I don't know let's skip to goat this is probably not gonna be a very long discussion yeah um okay so i oh think my God. 
No, I'm just gonna. Well, I'm, I'm gonna take a Reddit comment I saw and just like. Uh, oh, that's a that's a really auspicious way of beginning any. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a lot of prefaces for this, um, and and this is also given that I actually like Taylor Twelman, but it, it was just like, Brad Red Phillips shut Taylor Twelman up with that goal, so it was like. Is Twelman talking shit. I was actually listening to Hurt Gomez uh, on the. Um, Spanish. Well, Twelman was saying something, and then like the ball just got to Muil and like started going to the box, and he just st- stopped and said, "Oh, oh," because he was talking about like Lucha Costa, and then he scored immediately at, at the 90th minute, and then you just couldn't say much. Well, so, that's good. you know, I'm gonna. Uh, so I am gonna go with Brad. No surprises. Yeah, obviously, got to go with Brad here. I think the more interesting question is, of course, Woat. I have two candidates. Are they center backs? Well, one of them is. Uh, Wait, which center backs your candidate? Well, I, I think it's Parker. Obviously, Ooh, I mean, that's he's interesting. Okay. He's directly involved in two of the goals conceded. Uh, it's his kind of casualness to kind of get beat on, on the sideline um, for the first goal. Also, him getting beaten in that position kind of um, screws up the entire positioning of everyone else afterwards. It's. Parker can't get beaten on the sideline like that. It's yeah. a kind of a weirdly vulnerable moment. Assuming the other one's Amir. The other one is Amir. Um, now, Amir does have some items in the plus column. If this were just a pure, you know, utilitarian like the calculus good place calculation, yeah, of of uh, you know who who did the best. Um, net result, Amir probably wouldn't because he does get the assist and he is active in play going forward. However, just the the you know lack of hustle on the third goal seems more yeah. egregious. And then getting followed up by getting beaten by Burnbaum immediately afterwards, who I believe is shorter than him and probably does not have better uh, hops than him, is is disappointing and nearly cost us the game. Um, and of course, Parker's other sin was giving Rooney a baffling amount of distance on his volley. But for me, it's very maybe a co-vote for both of them. Can't do that. Mm, okay, I'll give it to Amir then. All right. Um, I mean, I was picking between both of our center backs. I thought Long looked a bit less sharp overall as, like, an overall assessment of the game. I mean, between the two, though, Parker's between got those the two, two yeah, discreet Parker has, like, discreet errors, moments, which is why yeah. I was going to go with Tim Parker. I didn't really notice Long as much, but I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like I usually notice long. Yeah. Like, he's either making, like, one of those great track bags or, like, um, mm-hmm. putting good balls in, and it, it just didn't seem to click at all in the back line this season, I this game. to say that Kaku doesn't really touch the ball for the first 15 minutes of the match. However, I do think he kind of turns it up after that and yeah, finds yeah, a way yeah, into this sure. game. Um, Tyler Adams, I think I, I was struggling to describe this um like over text to you guys but like it occurred it seemed to me that he had kind of that like aloof arrogance that you get after like you know he just scored the winning goal for the u.s like a swagger over yeah but like and then like he kind of you know him guessing pass instead of just continuing forward on that uh, acosta run for the first goal seems very typical to me of like you know he he thinks he's like 
oh, his head's one level above and he's like anticipating, you know, something more uh, complicated or something, but then forgets to do his like baseline covering mm. his bases on, on those kind of things. And I think uh, he had other kind of very moments familiar like with that. that concept. You are personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he was, yeah, actually, you know, that is kind of how you play. You're kind of done <laughs> to do like step overs and shit. And then you forget to like, you know, run, but <laughs> you have to run. <laughs> yeah. But that said, it still wasn't a terrible performance. Tyler's still Tyler. So, um, Still get it from him. I will begrudgingly, I think, admit that Tyler doing things like scoring the winning goal uh, against the uh, against Mexico does seem to be um, yielding some concrete results, just in terms of the way our team is talked about and regarded. Where I feel like, compared to a year ago, and especially compared to like four years ago, the way that we refer to kind of casually as you know with the one with the, the air of a big academy. club and like you know oh like oh you know of course like the new york red bulls and somebody you know wrote an article this week just being like oh it must be any manager's dream to coach the new york red bulls where it's like no one was writing those kind of things who three wrote years that ago. that was i think in a american soccer uh, oh, analysis interesting yeah it was a, a the analysis between jesse marsh and chris armis um, or the comparison but yeah that was that was the lead to that which <laughs> honestly i don't think I think when people write leads like that, they're not thinking about it that much. But yeah. I think the fact that that's your association is telling. Sure. And I feel like the fact that we are producing U.S. national team players is a huge contributor to that. Even though I'm not so hot on the national team anymore, I feel like this is the cause. Yeah, I know what you mean, especially that game, because the two big players to come out of it were Miazga and Tyler. Yes, yeah. Um, and then Parker's also present... Kind of frustrating that Aaron Long has to leave our team and never gets into 18, yeah. Well, I mean, he was a better center back, right, then? Yeah, I mean, it is plausible. (laughs) We were joking at one point that Tyler, um, while playing for the national team, would probably, like, press up and, like, look around and be like, where are the other guys? (laughs) And and that he might be overthinking our press now that he's back because the other guys are there or something, but... Yeah, it is plausible that you could see a national team call up with... uh, Parker, Long, Tim Ream, Matt Miazga, and Tyler Adams all in the camp together. Ooh. Center back factory over here in, in RBNY. Tim Weah, too. Yeah, true. Um, and then once Six God comes back, obviously he's going to national team call up. I mean, who? what other right backs are there? I don't uh Getlin, I guess. But, yeah. you know, it's a depth right back. Sure, right, maybe. yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny to create to include Reem on six that God. list. I don't think really. we've ever referred to him as Six God on this podcast. I think you always refer to him. I as do that. not. Lenz yeah, do. is the only person who I know calls him that. Uh, I could have sworn that you like exclusively wow, wow, the him. other Asian guy who's into this sport. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are all just different avatars to me. All right, <laughs> different Twitter handles. All right, so um, Six God is Kyle Duncan because his number is six. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, that that is it. I believe. Um, any other thoughts on this, on this 1-1 draw down in Audi Field? Neither of us went. 3-3 draw. Yeah, I'm sorry. One point was what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, if you're neutral, that was a great game. Yeah. As far as a nationally televised, uh, game, that's the best you could ask for. Middle at 1 p.m., sure. It's almost a shame that, uh, the Atlantic Cup series was... Already was already wrapped over. up by that point. Obviously, it's not really a shame. I trust 
you know what I mean, or everyone knows what I mean. But um, maybe this is just another moment to insert our uh, standard thing that we, we should get rid of the three rivalry game thing. Over oversaturated, in my opinion. I think it's gonna have to happen when we get twenty twenty. What did I say? Twenty four. Yeah. Twenty four next year. Next year. Hopefully. Hopefully. Wait, who's joining next year? Miami. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Right. I believe. Yeah. Cincinnati's next year, and then Nashville, which I have not wrapped my brain around at all, uh, is the year after that. With maybe oh, Miami. There's so many conference changes. This is gonna be weird as well. Well, if Columbus goes. To <laughs> Austin, that's probably west. Yeah. I mean, it will be west. Houston's in the west, and Clum- and Austin is west of Houston. So that will help. But all right, that's all I have. All right. Yeah. Man, miss, this is making me realize that it's really Sam who talks a lot. Sam talks a surprising amount. Yeah. Sam does talk a lot. Also, because Sam uh, reacts to me more, I think. That's true. I try to, to ignore you as much as possible. Uh, this is why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as much as feasible on... on a two-person podcast. Sam, if you're listening to this, please return. <laughs> please bury the money <laughs> on the international. We won't line. tell anybody. I guess that's the ocean. That won't really work. But yeah, leave the beacon. We will retrieve it. Um, cool. I guess uh, join us after the break for emails, discussion of Toronto this weekend, and as always, a look at the standings and the. What's ahead of us in the schedule? Maybe this the album you listen to in your car when you drive home late at night, really questioning every guy, religion, Kanye bitches. Maybe this is the entrance before you get to the river. I had them before the heathen, no reason for you to like me. Maybe this your wife, he just went in to clean divorce. The baby ain't really yours. It's really for baby's teeth and the chicken wings under season. Y'all really thought a bitch couldn't rap, huh? Maybe this your answer for that. A crack ever, the Reagan administration that niggas are still scared of. No, actually, this is for me. This one for TT at the wake, serving the mac and the cheese. This one a small apology for all the calls that I screamed. All right, segment two of episode 110, V from 202. So, the New York Red Bulls are in second place Ooh. this week. Atlanta played one of their games in hand on Wednesday last, or no, yeah, I don't know. They won. They now have 57 Wait, still points. back, right? They're now, once again, one game back, but they uh, won, and we drew so their 57 points uh, on 28 games played. We are 56 points on 29 games played. They are playing San Jose this week on Wednesday. San Jose is arguably <laughs> the worst team in the league. It's going to be sweet when they lose. However, yeah, they <laughs> do have to go to San Jose, one of their longer trips. There has been a managerial change. Star has been fired. Uh, maybe. Maybe the mythical... Uh, bounce back after a unpopular coach gets fired. Maybe that'll happen. Uh, maybe Damaduro will just. Well, that always happens. It has will, to happen. Uh, sprint past. Uh, Wait, Damaduro's on San Jose now. Yeah, this is the trade. The, the Damaduro for Quincy Ameriqua. We talked about oh, this a couple that's weeks what, ago. Oh, man, that's what that was. Yeah. Only leave it to San Jose to trade for a player whose main skill has always been speed and is now turning like thirty-three. <laughs> like I just, I guess they wanted to get rid of Ameriqua, but um, point of them is really that Atlanta has a game in hand, and that game in hand is functionally the San Jose game they're going to play on Wednesday. So I'm not holding my breath. So they can get up to four points above. Yeah, us. they're probably going to be four points behind us. Keeping in mind that one of our games left in the season is, is at home them. against Atlanta, this means that we essentially need to beat 
Atlanta at home, and then they need to drop other one other result, and we take advantage at the very least to uh, surpass them, which I don't think is out of the question completely, but obviously is slightly more uphill. On the other end, of course, NYCFC uh, is continuing kind of to be extremely middling. Um, they are on 49 points uh, in third place. They have the same amount of games played. Look out, though. They just activated Yangle Herrera. <laughs> uh, I did. I do think that they said they want him back in October. Um, you have to think, though, that it sounds like their problem is instability and uh, not really keeping a, a consistent squad or consistent uh, strategy game to game. So you have to think that maybe playing a player who's off an injury and hasn't played from May might not necessarily gel with that. I don't know. In either case, we are seven points up on NYCFC with uh, five games left for both of us to play. Um, their next game is against Montreal, uh, this week, which actually will be a very interesting game because if Montreal wins, that will have pretty big result or pretty big implications for both ends of the table. It, I think, will pretty much seal up the fact that it's us and Atlanta at the top, and that will go a long way towards Montreal uh, solidifying their place at the sixth or fifth seed in the East. So the MLS front office is actually probably hoping for Montreal not to win on Saturday, just so they can preserve that hope of having a dramatic decision Decision day. day. Yeah. But um, basically if NYCFC is going to catch us this year, that means something else has gone wrong. That means that we've kind of imploded and we've got bigger problems. So um, that's kind of relieving in a way. Um, Look, Britt, all problems reset themselves at the beginning of playoffs. From better for worse. I don't know. I'll reiterate I'm a shield first kind of person. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that DC is uh, now four points out of playoffs with one game in hand. And our opponent for this week, Toronto FC, they did win uh, despite getting completely dunked on by Zlatan. Uh, But that brings them to 30 (laughs) points on 28 games played. They've got six games left in the season, and they need to catch up nine points. Um, it's looking pretty bleak for Toronto FC here. Dare I say that... Um, they need to catch up nine points. Yeah. That's three games of like perfect results. Yeah, they in need to weeks. surpass, do better than New England. Yeah, likely. Okay. Uh, DC, maybe mm. not as likely, and Montreal. Um but dare I say, if we beat them at home this weekend, that that will be very close to the final nail in the coffin for them. Wow, that would be very satisfying. Yeah, especially given our series last year. Toronto also is competing in this kind of Campiones weird Cup. Super Cup thing that we've set up, uh, the Campiones Cup. There is a rematch between them, between them and Tigris uh, as the reigning Liga Mekis uh, champs. Um, it is on Wednesday. Um, it This whole thing, I mean, I don't know. I guess MLS is really pushing it. They're trying to make it a thing. It's hosted in Toronto. Um, to me, like... Do you like how they bolded the one in Campione? Uh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and, the, and then it's because it's the one cup for the, the one champion. It's a bit... The, it's a lot of marketing. Redundant. 
like it was there gonna be two cups like i don't like what like one game i guess i mean i don't know it seems kind of dumb to me but i mean we already have the ccl i'm i'm if we had some sort of equivalent of europa league for Concacaf, which would be very funny um <laughs> then maybe we could do a I'd super watch cup. the shit out of that league it would be really frustrating it would just be like the philadelphia union against like a bunch of uh caribbean teams yeah, or and then like, but also like, uh, probably like Lobos Buap. No, they they like finish in last place, but like against like Atlas or something, like yeah, really yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. middle of the road, Liga Mekis teams. But yeah, I don't know. Seems like a does cash that not excite you? That's a, that's very exciting to me. <laughs> no, I would watch it. Yeah. yeah, Concacaf Europa League, make it happen, Concacaf. <laughs> Call it that too. <laughs> yeah, but um, the CEL based off of. Uh, Craig Vanny's quotes. It doesn't seem like he's taking them too seriously. I don't. I can't say what kind of lineup he'll play. He'll probably not want to get embarrassed. But he did tell a reporter that they haven't really done film or anything for them, which you know makes sense. Like, if I were in their shoes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like derail our training uh, to do film on this one random one-off. But hopefully, it fatigues them. Um, Hopefully the bonuses are good for players. It's going to be in Toronto, and then they have to travel here afterwards. So maybe they'll just try to uh, treat it as like an extra training day, day, but I don't know. Still will take up basically an entire day of preparation for us, all this to say. That's another structural advantage for us this weekend. Do you think we will take advantage? Do you think we will brush off our defensive... Rust. Fuck ups, yeah. Because as shitty as Toronto is, it still is a team with Sebastian Giovinco and Jesse. Sebastian Giovinco, who low key has what like ten goals, yeah, and like fourteen assists, and like fourteen or assists, yeah. Um, so players who are at least as good as Lucio Acosta, um, and how dare you? If we keep on having individual errors or, or getting beaten one on one, kind of the ways that we did on Sunday. You know, as shitty as Toronto are, they definitely have just, you know, enough random guys who can do that to us. I, I feel like DC just had the wind in their sails, though. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I mean, they're streaking. They're one of the... But they're not only streaking. They, like, look good when they play. There's clearly um, a better establishment of, the like, them, themselves. When it, they is, it is bizarre the way that um, Ben Olsen is putatively in charge of all this. I don't know how oh, it's yeah. I, 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 yeah, I was talking to this DC guy. I was just like, hey, what the why, fuck is... Benny Ball looks really cool now. To a DC guy. Am I the only one in this podcast free of sin? Maybe. I have insulated myself from any sort of rival fans whatsoever. Maybe. I was actually going to meet up with him when I went down to Audi Field, break a bottle of Tecate and try to slit. His throat? Yeah. Yeah. I don't so. think Tecate comes in bottles. Oh. But we're definitely not at stadiums. I've only seen it in cans, I feel like. Well, then the can would have been. Hmm. Perfect. Yeah. We'll have to actually do our Audi field trip sometime later. That doesn't require 6 a.m. wake up. But um, I don't know. Maybe we, we were just <laughs> All Atlantic Cup games now at 1 p.m. for <laughs> They would. For that, eternity. <laughs> I think maybe we were a little bit disrespectful of D.C. too. That maybe, maybe we won't be of Toronto. I don't know. Hopefully... Um, we've still got a bit of a fire from last year underneath us. I mean, Tyler maybe just wants to get some revenge, but when's the last time we played Toronto? It was away 
And it was while I was in Mexico. We won. We won one zero, um, courtesy of a taxi goal. Oh, that's that, right. Um, that's right. Alex Bono pretty much fucked up. It was kind of a weird game. It was one of uh, Jesse's last games, I believe, um, in charge of us, and uh, it was it was kind of ugly. And, Galaxy uh, braining till the end. Yeah, get Luis, the fullback to score the game winner. <laughs> Luis Robles. Um, one uh, it was kind of stood on his head there, um, to get us that win as well. Uh, yeah, it must I remember be said. that. So, will will he have to do the same? Do you think? I I don't I, I don't think it's gonna be quite like that. All right, we've got a full week here. No no complications. It seems the team's hyper aware of no this issue now. Too injuries besides you know the usual season ending ones that we're all aware of. Do you rotate at all? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, there's no reason to. Muelo's been playing well, but it seems like the role as super sub suits him best, it must be said. Yeah. I mean, I think he probably deserves another start, but I wouldn't say this game. Yeah. So do you want to look at the the schedule that we have remaining to really get a sense of, of how plausible it might be that we could get close to winning out? Because this is... This is basically the the shape of it. Is that you know, I don't think Atlanta Atlanta could win out. It wouldn't be unthinkable. impossible or unthinkable. That's a very good run. But they'll probably drop at least one result. Yeah. And then they do have to play us. So the shape of it basically is that we, we basically have to get almost maximum points mm-hmm. to win shield here. So looking at our remaining fixtures, we have Toronto at home. Uh, then Atlanta at home, at San Jose, at Philadelphia, and at home to Orlando, or with Orlando at RBA. So in that stretch, we have three non-playoff teams in San Jose, Orlando, and Toronto. Um, we have Atlanta top of the table, and then we have Philadelphia, who has been really uh, difficult for us this year and is has always been well. difficult for us every year. Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, they drew one uh, zero zero earlier this season uh, at RBA. How many of our losses are to playoff teams? Ooh, that's a, a good question. Let's see. Um, one, two, three. Oh, uh, is RSL in the playoffs uh, right now? I don't I think really they know. are. Western Conference is weird, though. Four out of seven of our losses have been to playoff teams. Our non-playoff team losses have been to Orlando, Orlando, Chicago, and the Revs. Okay. Our playoff team losses have been to Montreal, who's in sixth and is kind of a toss-up, uh, Columbus, City, and RSL. So, so I mean, I don't know. In our, in our aggressive uh, projection that we have, I have us uh, demanding... Uh, 13 points from this. Wins against Toronto, San Jose, Philadelphia, and Orlando, and a draw, draw against, against Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. How close do you think we get to that? So let, let's call that the upper bound of 13? possible here, 13 points out, out of, of, six? Out of uh, 15 points. So five games left. Five games. How many points do you think we're going to get here? Um, I mean, I think 13 is like... Especially given how we've playing this season, is very 
manageable. It's just I, I think I might disagree where the draw comes from. Where do you think the draw comes from? Probably Philadelphia. I think I think we get nine or ten. Unfortunately, I mean I think we probably get less than that. I think we probably end up with five games, eleven. I'd say. I think I'm we, a little bit more optimistic than you, but I think I we beat Toronto this weekend. We get up for it and we beat Atlanta. We're, you know, I'm kind of in derby mode for that one. I'll, I'll project a win. I think we we may win in San Jose, but I think. Well, I guess if I'm saying nine, that means I think we lose in Philadelphia. I think we lose in Philadelphia, but losing at home to Orlando final game of the season would be really, really, really disappointing. That's it would game- be, but at the same time, I feel like it's just like it's it's if that's the game we yeah. lose, it's it's the game we lose. That's a game that, regardless of what's going on, we we really want to go into playoffs. <laughs> the return of Tommy Redding. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we Sasha questions first first game. Back at Red Bull Arena. Um, so I think I'll go with 10 points. I think win against Toronto, draw against um, Atlanta, win against San Jose, win against Orlando, and loss against Philadelphia. I'm going to do 11. I'm going to say we win all of them except that we draw um, Philadelphia. And I'm gonna, uh, I'll get to it in predictions, but Toronto. All right. All right. So I guess you, I have us on 66 points. You have us on 67, which I believe would be a record for these New York Red Bulls. I don't think we've scored mm. more than or tallied more than 60 points in a season. Damn. Before. If only we got two more, though. I know. Would have been real nice. We still we still can. We still can. Yeah. but That's the record, right? It is set by Toronto last year. Nice. Um, so I guess before we go into to emails, what, what is your um, prediction against Toronto here? I'm going to go with, we haven't quite shaken off all the rust, and we'll have to claw back um, two goals to a 2-2 draw. Yeah, I'll go with a 2-1 win. Giovinco scores uh, because somebody is going to be extremely casual on the back line. I don't know who. Maybe it'll be Aaron Long this week. I don't know. Maybe it'll be Kamar. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> it won't um, be but maybe we can we can back a couple. Actually, I'm feeling maybe uh, maybe Brad will have another another, another Hattie. Uh, not a, another Hattie, but maybe brace? a brace. I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of feeling Brad. Really, Brad. Yeah, he's kind of in the mode where he's not even celebrating, but he's he's got the focus. I mean, he he's they were all equalizers last week, so he couldn't yeah. really celebrate. True, yeah. that's true. He could have celebrated the last one, but of course he expects better. Right, right. So, he know. can't even sell it. Like, this is my biggest issue with the last game. Brad finally scores a hat trick in two years, and you can't even fucking enjoy it. The leading Thanks sc- a lot. <laughs> the leading scorers at Audi Field, by the way, are like Acosta, <laughs> Rooney, and then and BWP. So, gotta love it. It's it's where it's in the tradition of Gonzalo Verón being the last goal at RFK. Brad, Brad first goal at... <laughs> Audi Field and third top scorer. So, all right. So we got Benny question this week. It's a it's a good one. And uh, in light of the uh, elections last week and um, very busy elections, uh, he asks the question: Which Salazar says which Salazar would you rather have or <laughs> rather have officiate a view from two hundred two hot empanada eating contest? Pro referee Ricardo Salazar or New York District 18 state senator elect Julia Salazar. Like, uh, the answer is obvious. It's obviously Ricardo Salazar. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> the fact that you laughed at it so immediately, I think. 
congratulations, by the way, to to new state senator for uh, Bushwick, Greenpoint, and Cypress Hills, Julia Salazar. We did not actually announce uh, our formal endorsement on the show as we have for previous endorsement. I, I should emph- emphasize that I'm air quoting and not actually being so serious about endorsements but our support for you look pretty serious we have in previous episodes obviously the conclusion here is that the view from 202 endorsement is toxic so uh once we didn't announce our support a candidate actually won so clearly we should get out of this business we should have endorsed cuomo that's true yeah damn it um but uh i i I don't know i think uh julia salazar's uh role as judge would be would be interfered by uh you know uh ted westervelt you know busting out (laughs) a a huge um expose that going into her uh family or family tree on whether or not um you know there's actually uh impartiality for empanada i don't know it sounds like a lot of distraction but i feel like ted would argue that she has to first relegate herself to county senate and then yeah, yeah, true. Got to, no. got to really go, go up the ladder. Some community board, district leader, the you know, really granular kind of stuff. Everyone knows, yeah, this. of course. Yeah. Um, but Ricardo Salazar, I don't know. I, I think Ricardo Salazar is known to uh, give a couple rash red cards as well. So Tierra Henry, most, most infamously. So um, I think uh, maybe we'll have to say that um, the real winner of hot empanada eating contest, which, which Benny did mean to. Uh, he did append that the contest is at emblem just for painting the picture. Um, it's, it's really the friends we made along the way. So, or the empanadas we ate. Yeah, true. The, the risotto sauce, but, um, shout out risotto sauce. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. That's it for this week. Yeah. We discovered that, uh, off, off mic, we were discussing that, you know, Sam really talks the most on these things. I think. He really, he really. Uh, Sam's the only one who actually air. brings points. I feel like we just talk around Sam's points. That's true. We're 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 takesters. We yeah. just we we reactive. We can't have a, Sam's. a room of two takesters. <laughs> yeah, I think we're also just we're fatigued. I think from from browsing online so much. Where Sam is is more fresh. He's got he's got the takes that then we tear down and and. Uh, react to whereas it's also maybe just difficult to uh, scream at each other when it's only two people in the room. Kind of awkward. Mm. But what a an odd Sam tribute ep- episode this turned out to be. Yeah, yeah, very begrudging, but nonetheless, we'll say that Sam, come back to us one day. Um, yeah, if if you uh, are at the stadium on Saturday, you've always you've always wanted to do a Metro Fan TV or hang out. I think you should. Because uh, I think um, our dear friend Lens, I think, is mm. uh, has a couple home games left. So if you ever wanted to uh, meet hang the legend out and do himself, that, uh, we encourage you. We're, we'll probably be there after the game ourselves on Saturday. Um, always check out their videos, including their weekly rundown. Good content over there. Um, other than that, I think that's that's our usual spiel for the week but actually if you if you see sam can you please message us we've been worried we desperately need that money that he's (laughs) hidden um but as always you can contact us at contact at viewfrom202.com see you next week do better who better you better been around like hella propellers wanna know who you with don't tell them come on fellas that ain't none of your biz got on your body suit you know i'm on your ass today 
Would you let me hit it thrice if I asked today? She know my state nothing but magic, babe I be swinging it back and forth to you and your casket, babe mm. Girl, you on my best side, mmm Say she from the west side, mmm Wanna know? Don't you sugarcoat? I say it all if you want. And could you tell me like it is? Pretty little fears, music to my ears. Okay, say it loud, say it proud. You want it more? We open door, hit the couch, then the floor. I cut it up like a scissor. Love galore. She never bored. That's so much shit we can do. You Free to say whatever, baby, if you asking me No limit when I'm in it, got a masterpiece I'm hoping I don't have a fast release Got me focused like I'm out here trying to get my master seat mm. Throwing up the peace sign mm. Girl, I'm from the east side mm. Girl, you on my best side mm. Then she from the west side Don't you sugarcoat? I say it all if you want. And could you tell me like it is? Pretty little fears, music to my ears. Now I just wanna know. Don't you sugarcoat? I say it all if you want. Now could you tell me like it is? Pretty little fears, music to my ears. I'm loving your light, vulnerable. Letting your guard down, it's honorable. Especially when the past ain't been that friendly to you, but there's magic in that. You the flower that I gotta protect to keep alive in the wintertime. Hey, don't you die yet? You've been way more than a friend of mine. We more like fam. I raised you, you raised me. Let's turn this whole life round. You can confide in me. I could take the weight up off your shoulder blades and try to store the pain inside of me Hey, why the world do you like that? Like they don't know you, God sent for me, I view you like that I'm sneaking glances, thanking God that he drew you like that Beautiful black child, come and shed your black cloud For your vibe and your smile, I don't mind a little rain I'm your dog, ears perk up at the sign of your name Counting your mane, wow, fire can handle your flame Download your shame, wow, high can drown in your fragrance You that red pill that a nigga found in the matrix Before I had you, this shit was fantasy You plan to see to grow some roots A branch and leaves becomes a tree of life Until our nights are filled with Peace from stress and strife And that's the blessing that I get from wife and you Cause you entrusted me with the key to your heart Beating you smart Cause even though I need a new start Due to my past transgressions you believed in me I guess the light I see in you is what you see in me Lord Say she from the west side mm, And she see my best side mm, mm. I just wanna know Don't you sugarcoat I say it all if you want Now could you tell me like it is Pretty little fears Music to my ears